everybody, welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen. How's everybody doing? Glad to be back. And as usual, off the top, I want to take the time to thank each and every last one of you for uh, downloading, watching watching on YouTube. However you take in my podcast, I appreciate it. If you're new, welcome. Um, yeah, this is this is going to be a weird one. Not, not weird, but uh, I, I think I know what people want to hear about, and uh, I'll get there. But... Uh, uh, if you haven't tell if if you haven't told anybody about the podcast, tell somebody. Enemy, coworker, friend, your mailman, mailwoman, tell somebody. Your garbage man. I don't care who it is. Tell somebody. All right. Um, I, I'll start with my milestone as I usually do. For, and for those who don't know, we have a nine-year-old son. His name is Miles, and I like to talk about the different things that are uh, that are going on in his life. Um, <clears throat> couple things. Um. For those who know, he's been taking um, ADHD medication, and um, uh, it seems to work, but the anxiety and stuff is still there, and um, we had a follow-up with his doctor, and he recommended that we try a, a, anti-anxiety, a anti-anxiety pill, and to be honest, we were all pretty hesitant about it. Like I was like, I don't want him taking another pill. She was the same way. And he was kind of like, I don't want to be taking a lot of pills. And, um, you know, we all felt the same way. And then we kind of came to a unsaid, well, we didn't discuss this, but when it was brought up again, we were like, you know what, let's just give it a shot to see how it works. And when we sat down to have that discussion, we had all kind of said, came up to the, that, that same conclusion in our own minds. So when we sat down, it was just like, we should just give it a shot. So we all initially were like, um, I'm not really feeling this. Another pill? I don't know. And then we all went back, processed it, and we came back together. It was just this weird thing. We kind of all came to the conclusion, you know what, let's just give it a shot. Because if it can help, it can help. And uh, we started it on the weekend, and I don't know if if it, how long it's supposed to take uh, to get into your system to take effect. But he said he really hasn't felt much anxiety at all. Um, and uh, we, I have noticed like uh, this is kind of hard to describe. But if you have a kid, or if you are like this as a kid, he's he's just he, he's doesn't seem to be vibrating if you if that makes sense like they, they always used to feel like there was some tension or something going you know i could always tell there was just a little bit of uh intensity to him even when he was chilling he just seemed a little tense or worried or something and uh he seems a lot more relaxed you know and um you know, he's had a couple little headaches and stuff like that, but uh, I looked at the side effects. Those those are common, and he said he hasn't had them uh, in the last couple of days. So, I mean, may maybe this works. Um, we'll see. As of right now, it seems to be doing okay. Um, this is, you know, only the first week that we're, uh, we've dealt with this. And uh, I have to say, I feel pretty good. You know, the fact that we all felt the same way initially came to the same conclusion and uh he he's at the age now where he can really advocate for himself and talk about how he really feels and I just feel better doing it now 
that he can verbally express himself uh, it better. I don't, and I don't feel like I'm forcing or we're forcing anything on him. So it seems to be working out. Everybody's on board, and uh, that's a good thing. And um, for us personally, we just really connected on these shooters, man. It's, it's been really cool. It's been really fucking cool, man. He's just—he's really into Fortnite. He really likes the guns. He—he—he he, he wants to know, like, how to get better. And it's just been fun because shooters are are, are like uh, my thing. Like, I always love video games, but so we connected on a video game level. And it took me a minute to get into the Mario because it's something I just I kind of had gotten out of for you know for so long. Like Mario, I kind of saw it as like more of a kids game, but you know, I got into that and I see how competitive it is. I've seen, I've seen how it evolves and and how um, how fun it is. And I I got into it, but shooters that was my last that was my last thing, you know, my last hobby. So I, even though I don't really play, I'm still really into it. And uh, so we're finally like we finally have this common thing that we both really enjoy. And when I, when I talk about it, he's actually like hanging on every word. Before, it was just like, yeah, Dad, shut up. I know you played this before. You told me that story, how you and Uncle Jermaine used to sit on the phone and play uh, Mario together. Cool. <laughs> but now it's just like, oh, what about this? What about that? I like this weapon. It's just it's just fun. We're finally like, really, we have that common thing. But, <laughs> but here's the thing that sucks about it. So my son and I have this thing that we really enjoy, and it's like, my my wife does not like these type of games. She didn't really like when I played them, and she struggles with him playing it. But she trusts me, and she trusts him, and I'm trusting him too. And uh, so it just kind of sucks that now we really have this thing, but it's something that she's really not into. And I have to tell him sometimes, like, hey, man, mommy, you can tell mommy about all the kills you got, but <laughs> don't be too happy about it because it's uh it's that's it's not her favorite favorite subject, but. Uh, I want to say too, she's doing well with like dealing with it. You know, I have to give her um give her credit for that. So well. Um it's been a while since I um I've done multiple spots in the night. And um uh, I gotta say I had a great time. I was up in DC last Friday. I did uh, my boy Sean Joyce's show for Underground Comedy at 808, and I did my other buddy Mike Kurt's room. Uh, it was at Library Tavern up in I cannot remember the name of that. I don't. I can't remember the the um, uh, neighborhood, but oh, Petworth up in Petworth in DC. But it had been a while, man. But I I enjoyed running around. I, I really do. Um, so I got a hotel, and. Um, I get up there, I get the hotel, I'm, you know, chilling and shit, and I uh, go to my first show. I spent so many, so much money in Ubers that night, man. Ugh. But first show, a lot of fun. It's me, uh, my buddy Talib Bab, which I'm in the future you will you will hear this guy's name. Uh, I want to say he's been he actually does a little bit of writing on I want to say Fallon. He does he's done a few sketches on on Fallon. And, you know, if you look him up and you're a Fallon fan, you might recognize him. But uh, young, funny black dude, uh, cool as shit. I, I love to leave, man. He's just one of those dudes where, like, I know I can talk to him and ask him questions because I'm, I'm getting to be an old black dude. He's one of these dudes I can call, text, you know, like, hey, man, what the fuck does this shit mean? Oh, this is it. Okay. He, he's like one of my dudes that kind of keep me up on 
on what the fuck is going on. But he's very funny. Uh, Jenny Questel was uh, MCing, another funny comic out of DC. Um, who the fuck else was on the show? Eddie Morrison. I don't know why. And um, Ryan Donahue, New York comic. Very funny. First show, had a lot of fun. Got a nice little uh, clip from some crowd work. I tried a few things. It did okay. Uh, but the, the overall, the the, the uh, actually, you know what? Uh, everything I tried on that show went well. I, I take that back. So that was a really, really fun loose set. And then I run over to Mikey Kurt's show. And um, it's a, it's in the bottom of this uh, really cool, like, um, this really cool, uh, I don't, was it Caribbean? I can't remember what, I think it might be Caribbean or Latin. or I think it's a Latin place. But downstairs in the basement, it's just, it's just like this little cool spot. You got a bunch of different couples there, young black couples, young white couples, uh, like young dudes hanging out. They're just all friends together, young ladies hanging out together. Just a just an eclectic crowd, you know, uh, young, a little bit of older, just just fun, man. I go up very very loose set. I have a lot of fun. Uh, I get to meet Mike Rowland. He's the guy headlining. He's a uh, New York comic, uh, Pastor the Seller. Super cool. Kind of looks like a little Andy Samberg, <laughs> for being honest. But just real funny, just real, just goofy. Um, so I go over there. Yeah, have a great set, and I got another show back at eight oh eight. Um, so hop in an Uber, go back to the first place that I performed at. Um, a good show, not sold out like the first show, but it's still, it's still packed. And, uh, I got weird. I had fun. Uh, I felt like I didn't do very well, but everybody was like, oh, it was great. I had a lot of fun. So, uh, it's just, I, I, I'm just at a place where like, I don't really know where my act is. Like, what, what am I trying, like, what am I trying to talk about right now? I'm not really sure. So it's kind of all over the place. Some like really dark stuff, some weird stuff, some social stuff. I'm just trying to figure out like the through line or, or like my, like where I'm trying to go. So um, it was fun. They let me try some stuff. It got dark. It got weird. But, uh, you know, we, we all had a, <laughs> had fun laughing at my stuff bombing. But um, so I thought it bombed. But it was it was overall it was it was fun, man. It was a, it was a great night. And then uh, we all go out to a, a bar afterwards, and I haven't really been out in a while. But uh, yeah, we go out to a bar, hang out, talking about shows and comedy, and yeah, just uh, just one of those nights, man. Where it's just like, man, this is fun. I did three sets. You know, the last one wasn't exactly what I wanted, but it was still a lot of fun because you know you start to doubt yourself. Like, am I really supposed to be doing this? Or are we trying something else? Or am I doing something wrong? And then you have a night like that where you're just in a fun city. You see your friends. You you hop around. And, um, oh, yeah. So before I even did the first show, um, my buddy, not to name drop, but Roy Wood Jr. been on the uh, Daily Show for quite a while, uh, Space Force, a bunch of other stuff. But uh, he was in town. I, I really wanted to kick it with him more, but I got those bookings the last minute. And uh, so I, I went. I ran up to the uh, improv. I saw him for a few minutes. I didn't get to see any of his set, uh, but uh, it's always great seeing Roy. If he's in your city, man, check him out. He's really funny and one of the best dudes I've ever met in in comedy. Uh, he treats everybody with such respect, and you know, just he, he'll talk. He talks to every comic like they're on his level. Like you could be a guy who just started, and you literally have 
three shows under your belt. He will talk to you like a 15-year veteran. You know, just no ego, giving advice, just a really encouraging, a fun dude. He'll always try to help you out. Just an all-around great dude. And um, in my opinion, I really think he's the best comic uh, in a, in a in the country right now. I think I've said this on this podcast before, but I think Roy's is the top. Um, but you know, Bill Burr, those guys are on a different level, but I'm as like they're in the stratosphere. But the tear down, this Roy Wood Jr., man, I think he's the best. Um, all right, so I guess, um, let's see, oh, uh, yeah, I'll talk about that too. I went to my first NBA game in a very, very long time. I gotta say, I had a lot of fun. Uh, me and my boy TJ went, we had some pretty good seats. Uh, just so happened there were some other DC comics there. Uh, my boy Alex, my buddy Ross, uh, Mikey Kirst was actually there. Um, not that y'all know any of these people, but it was just cool seeing them. Like us taking pictures of where we thought each other were and sending them to each other and posting it on stories. Um, yeah, we had a great time. Oh, man, I got to say this. I, I'm kind of mad. Not mad, but it was just funny. Like, you know, we're sitting in the second tier. And you look down courtside and you see like these two very young, very attractive young ladies. I mean, they got the bubble jackets on with the um with the with the bodysuits and the big face visor glasses, the weave and sh- I mean, they just look like Instagram models. And I'm like, look at these motherfuckers, man. They do not give a fuck about basketball. I was like, you know, they just want th- this is just my life is dope. <laughs> I'm courtside at the game. And sure enough, as they're walking past, of course, you just see them filming everything. I'm like, I knew it. It's like, these motherfuckers do not care. And they get the best seats. The best seats. But you know what? I can't hate on them. If I had it, I would be courtside too. (laughs) I would be courtside. Probably pregnant by three different dudes in the league. Um, But uh, overall, I I had a great time, man. A lot of fun. Um, You know what? I forget that when you go to these stadiums now, like they actually have pretty good food, which is cool, but slightly also disappointing because it's like, I like shitty stadium dogs. Give me a shitty, a shitty burger. Like I I would rather be like, man, you believe this shit. This is a regular motherfucking hot dog. They charge me $5 for this shit and a little bag of chips. I would rather like I feel like that's part of the game, and then you brag, then you complain about how big, how much the beer is. I don't want to. I don't. I would rather not have to be like, man. I can't believe I just paid twenty seven dollars for a three piece, um, Popeyes in this fucking building. Like I, I feel like there's a way to complain, and just like adding corporate complaints inside the arena. It's just I. I don't know. <laughs> it's just it's too much for me. Uh, that's, that's why I didn't, I didn't eat anything. I was like, I don't feel like getting mad. This also made me mad. (laughs) And this is so silly. They check your Vax card to get in, but you have to wear a mask the entire time. And then when you get a water, they take the cap. I know it sounds like I'm all over the place, but it's just like, you take my Vax card. You see that I'm vaccinated. Why, why, why am I wearing a mask? And then you go, but you got to wear a mask. There's Corona. We don't want to get people sick. Oh, you want something to drink? 
here's the here's here's the water, but we're gonna take the top. So it's just like I can just have coronavirus just falling into my water. <laughs> but you check my back. It just it doesn't make sense, man. It it doesn't. It's so weird. Give me a fucking top. I don't want to walk around with a fucking uh, um a loose top bottle. Loose top bottles are very inconvenient. You got to find a, a flat surface for it. You, you can't just put it. I, I need something with a top. I think that I think the cup, you know what? A bottle is worse. A bottle is worse than like a, a Coca-Cola cup. Because I, I think because a bottle is, is hard. I don't know. It's just, you know what? Fuck it. They're both. They both suck. I need. I need a goddamn top. I need a fucking top. <laughs> I need a fucking top. Uh, it just. It just made me really mad. Even when you put the. You put it in the chair in a cup holder. There's people behind you yelling shit. Even if it's not Corona, that just the idea that somebody's phlegm could just possibly land in my water. It's just very weird. It's just, it's just very weird. I just feel like it should have a top. I, I get it. The food we get in there doesn't have a top. For some reason, that feels different. I don't know, man. If I get a bottle of water, I want a fucking top. This top talk is taking way too long. <laughs> All right. Um, see, I I really didn't. You know what? This is better. I think in this case, less is more. I'll give myself a few minutes and then I'll get out of here on on uh, on it. But I know people want to know. A few people want to know what's my take on Joe Rogan. Let me back up and say this. A few days ago, I posted um, on Twitter. Uh, I don't remember verbatim, and to be honest, I don't feel like looking it up and reading it. But in response to uh, people being upset about his, his COVID uh, episodes, uh, I tweeted. That it sucks that you have people wanting podcast episodes taken down on one side. And on the other side, you have people burning books. I was just like, we're basically eating our rights away from both ends. And at the end, we're not going to have anything left. And people who are doing that are fucking morons. Right. So that's that's all I'm saying. That's that was that's what that was about. This is before all the other stuff came out now this is in this whole thing there's a lot of black and white but i feel like for me personally when you mess it all together it gets pretty complicated for me so and i had someone uh, I, I tweeted that and it did okay and i had a friend of mine get upset with me and go hey how can you trivialize or even compare uh these podcast episodes versus people not wanting to teach history correctly and and uh not talk about the civil rights movement in no way, shape, or form was I ever equating the same to uh, equating them to being the same weight. Of course, burning books and not wanting to teach uh, history correctly, uh, trying to whitewash America's history, and not want to talk about civil rights in an honest way—that's way more important than taking people's podcast down. It's not even fucking close. I never made that comparison. Now, all I'm saying is just like it's, you have two groups eating off the same animal and that animal is our free speech now i also understand companies have the right 
to do whatever they want to do. They bought his program, his uh, his podcast. I said program like I'm fucking 800 years old. They bought it. They can do whatever they want to do with it. I understand that. That doesn't mean I have to agree with it. I just feel like, you know what? If people want to have these weird ass COVID conversations, they should be able to do that. They could just put a warning on there. Hey, none of this stuff is verified. Spotify doesn't agree with this. Uh, just, just be warned. None of this stuff has been tested. Whatever they want to say, they can do that and, and call it a day. Boom. Let people post whatever they want to post. That's how I feel about it. Um, so that's that's that. That's what I say about that. I just feel like people should be able to have those conversations. But also, if they feel like that's not something they want on their platform, they're more than welcome to take that shit down. Do I feel like it's a little slippery? Yeah, I do when it comes to that. Yeah, I do. But I also respect the fact that, hey, they can do whatever whatever they want to do. It's, it's, it's their company. Um, now, as far as like, uh, is Joe Rogan a racist? Um, I don't believe so. I believe he made his bed uh, and he's got to deal with it. You know, I, I feel like people can, people have the right to be mad. People have the right to support him. People have the right to want to cancel their uh, Spotify subscriptions. I, I don't feel like making people feel like pieces of shit or a pussy or whatever it is for, for feeling that. That's how they feel. People have their principles. They want to take their stuff off of the platform. That's completely fine. I'm pretty sure there's thousands of people that will sign up for Spotify now just to support him. I mean, so it's just like people have the right to be upset. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I, I don't I I don't think he is. I, I just really think the guy said a lot of dumb shit, which we, we all have. I know I've have I've said a lot of dumb shit. So comedic from a comedic standpoint, from a yeah, from a standpoint of a comedian, um, I I will say it's not jokes. I I can't defend um I'm always going to defend attempt at doing comedy and doing and and, and trying to make people laugh. Um I'm always going to defend that. But when you start making statements on your podcast, that's that's com that's completely completely different. I do believe that he has a right to have a podcast. Uh, if Spotify wants to take all those down, that's completely fine. Again, it's their company; they can do whatever they want to do. But I, I can't. Uh, I, I just feel like he's made his bed, and whatever happens, happens. Um, and people have the right to be mad. People have the right to su to support him. Um, but uh, there is there is part of me I, I where I cannot be a hypocrite and go, I'm so mad. I'm going to get online and start saying you can't say shit like that or like this, because I know within minutes there's going to be a this you text. I mean, uh, tweet. I, I've said shit. We, I, I've said fucked up shit. I, you know, we, we said fucked up shit to people that we love. But as a white dude, they gotta you gotta realize you just can't be saying that shit. And I'm I'm, I'm all for here's the thing I'm all for free speech. I feel like people should be able to say whatever you whatever they want. But I also understand that you also just can't do and you just can't say what you want when you want. Now there's different ways to do that. There's there's a good way to say things and a bad way to say 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 things. Um, and sometimes, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a, for me, it's a very complicated issue, but as far as white people saying they nigger, 
This that's black and white. I shouldn't be saying this shit. Can I stop anybody? No. That's why, like, um, I can't get worked up about something I can't really change. I, you know what I'm saying? I can't. And this is also something that bothers me about it a little bit. It, it's it's like um, you're just trying to drag black people into something that really had nothing to do with us. And this is my personal opinion. It's like with the Donald Trump stuff. It's like throughout that whole campaign, they tried and tried and tried. And then they go, all right, we're going to pull out the big guns, grab them by the pussy. That shit ain't work. I felt like people have been mad at him for a long time. They've been wanting him taken down. And then it's just like, you know what? Here's the N-word compilation. That's just been out there. It's just like, now y'all look black people. It's just like, you're, you're mad because they don't want to take down the COVID episodes. Now y'all like, look black people. He said nigger. I, I just, uh, I mean, part of me doesn't fucking respect that. There's part of me that just, I, I, I'm like, do you really care about that he said it? Or not? are you really just trying to get him in trouble and drag us into it? Because now people are just going to be mad at black people. <laughs> and before this, most of us ain't give a fuck about Joe Rogan. So I, I it's just. Yeah, man, I don't. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and try to like uh, take his side. I, I, I can't do that. But that, that's how I feel about it. I, I i don't think the guy's a racist. I think he said a lot of dumb shit. And he, he made his bed. He's going to pay for it. And if the behavior continues, we'll see what, what happens from there. And I, I, I can't publicly denounce somebody for some shit. I know I've <laughs> I've said some some dumb shit. And should he be saying this shit? Absolutely fucking not. So, but uh Hey, it's just like uh, we can say what we want. We just got to be willing to, to suffer the consequences for the things that we say. And uh, I, and, and I and I care about all of it. Like, I, I don't want people burning books. I want people to teach history the right way. Uh, and I would also like to be able I would like to have I would like for people to have discussions that uh, other people think that uh, they shouldn't have. And, that, that, and that the thing is, there's a line for me as well. Like I'm not, there's certain things I'm not going to sit, I'm not going to entertain. I don't watch every single Joe Rogan podcast. I, I'll, I'll, there's some, I'll, oh, this looks interesting. And then they go down a certain path. I'm like, man, I am not entertaining this bullshit, but I'm not going to get online and talk about how I don't like the guy. He shouldn't have a, I, I, I just, that's not how I feel. I do feel like they, he has some really dumb conversations with some dumb people. He says some dumb shit that I, I don't agree with. But I'm not going to say he can't have the podcast and he can't have that conversation. So, and uh, I, that's it. So, uh, I, I'm out. Peace.